0: Good evening, and welcome Welcome to me having the job of chairperson dumped in my lap. How ironic that is. Um, yes, going to chat about Dragon Warriors, which we played, I, I noticed, last August, so it's been a while. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, uh, really? But I would
0: imagine that the vast majority of us, which is, um, you know, at least three quarters, probably encountered this game when it first came out, which was 84-85, mm. that sort of time. In the wake of fighting fantasy, when everybody was trying to get role-playing games out there, and people had noticed you could publish things in ordinary paperback format and mm. get them to WH Smiths. And it's a lot this... less
2: editorial faff to, to publish a role-playing rule <laughs> book than to publish a fighting fantasy book.
0: <laughs> and they um, they didn't get uh, VAT charged on them either, which games did if they had dice in. Because
1: they weren't games. Games. Mm-hmm. Of course, books have now that now all get charged for VAT. Tunnels and, and Trials did, I in fact, the improved.
0: box set used to come with a sticker on the back in the UK saying that UK editions didn't include dice because otherwise it would be fifteen twi- percent more expensive, however much it was back then, mm-hmm. um, because it'd be classed as a game. Yeah. So, <laughs> yep, yeah, that's one of the advantages that this format had. So it was what three books to begin with, I think, and then yeah, they released the first another batch three. Of three,
2: another batch of three. They were one seventy-five each, which. Yeah, probably oh. about a fiver now. But when yeah. I, I was looking at you know contemporary game prices, and that's yeah, you know, all six books together would cost you about the same as the Judge Dread RPG or Unearthed Arcana or the original publication of the Pendragon campaign. So yeah, pretty competitive yeah. even for the full sure, yeah. system. Yeah. And you yeah, had the that, advantage you didn't have yeah. to pay it all at once.
1: The yeah, disadvantage there was was but, finding a shop that stocked all six books. And that's
3: where and that's where the fun really started because <laughs> they didn't publish them uniformly mm. throughout the UK at the very least. Mm. No, I remember so, that thing. So, Last book for example, Chunky as well. Yeah, so for example, Books 1 and 2. So they they published the first three books together and then they published the second the second three later on. Books 1 and 2 were published in the Midlands together. Books one and three, I believe, were published down in the south. And I God only knows what they did in the north. <laughs> but but but, but Etched people... them in
1: blood on the back of it. I,
2: I don't remember the details, but I certainly remember not being able to find book one for a while, even in London.
1: Hmm.
3: Yeah. Or it might have been two and three were down south and then it was one and three up and up north or something. But 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 I remember the Confusion everybody had. I've been reading a couple of fanzines where you know, oh, this has come out, and what the hell are they trying to do? Because by the time it
0: had eventually come out completely, I mean it took what another
2: was it another two or three years? Uh, No, the second match came out in 85-86 is the full publication. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: And I did, I did have them all, and if you'd managed to keep them all in good condition, and particularly the sixth one, which I don't think was produced in any great numbers. Uh, a bit like a Lancia with the Advanced Fighting Fantasy. That's the one to have. Uh, you could have easily um, paid off your your initial investment because uh, that goes for quite a lot of money at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
2: what were the six books? Uh, so, Roger, take it away. <laughs> Uh, first, Mr Research First batch, well I still have most of them not, not a complete set, and I seem to have a double of one of them Which is just weird, because I'm sure I wouldn't have bought a double of them
1: Anyway um, That's weird, because mine's gone missing No, Dragon Warriors itself
2: was the first one uh, Which is basically The combat system, and weapons and armour And the knight and barbarian classes uh, Also the adventure we played The king under the forest Which, yeah, uh-huh. okay. um, So just for reference, you are expected to be able to do that Just, just with fighters um, yep. Book two was the way of wizardry So you know magic and potions ah, I And that. Yes, I should... the mystic and sorcerer classes and The mystic is kind of a you know, psychic monkey type um, No not like that <laughs> and, I really <laughs> wish
0: it had actually been a psychic monkey yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> And uh, the, book three was the elven crystals Which was four adventures. Yep. At least three of them were linked I'm not sure if they all four were uh, But it's basically just adventures And you know, monster stats for those
1: adventures Mm-hmm. So, where did T th- thieves come in? Were they, they wasn't... Uh,
2: there was never a thief class, but book, no, book four was out of the shadows, which is the assassin class, which is, yeah, it was 1986, so you have, you've got to have ninja in your western RPG. Oh, yeah, of course. Sorry, ninjas. Because <laughs> we don't, we don't care about foreign languages pluralization rules.
0: Hmm. We don't even care about our own, I mean, really. <laughs> uh,
2: but anyway, yeah. Assassin class and stuff How many sheeps have you
3: seen recently? Yes.
2: <laughs> that was also where they brought in um, high level character bonuses. You know, you've got to 8th level, which is the highest of yep. supports. Now you can do nifty stuff. Uh, add some more adventures. Power of Darkness, which basically nobody ever played that I knew about, but maybe it's just that I didn't, didn't know that many people playing it. That was ele- an adventure, the, was it? It was the Elementalist class.
1: Uh, okay.
2: Uh, which is basically a, diff- a, a, a more thematic sort of uh, sorcerer. Uh, rules for insanity, because obviously it's what every fantasy game needs. Uh, and, <laughs> and of course a bunch more adventures. And last one was, uh, I suspect the, the reason why they didn't produce in huge numbers was it didn't have any new character classes. Uh, yeah. The Lands of Legend, so you've got the world maps and your country descriptions, language rules, where you came from, did, oh, sorry. It did have the warlock class, which is it's it's a hybrid, fighter right. magician, mm.
1: fighter wizard.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Which I played. Mm-hmm. Right. So you could play the game with just the first book. Yeah. And everything beyond that built on it. Yeah,
2: the first you. book was the only one that you absolutely needed. Right.
0: So, let's see. What it was, was it? Who published it? Was it Corgi? Uh, or uh,
2: Corgi was Corgi? Penguin had Maelstrom.
1: Uh, uh, yes, oh, that's right. It. With the, 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 totally or copied Corgi. the fighting. Fa- I mean, didn't copy because they were their books, but it was in yeah. very fighting fantasy style mm-hmm. book. Be, larger
0: format though. And when yeah. I say larger format, right. I don't mean I don't mean like a large format. I mean a slightly larger format. Inconveniently large format. Yes. Yes. Yeah. More like a sort of. <laughs> it, one of those kind of intermediate books that you get at airports where the hardback's out but on a, to go on a plane you have to have a paperback
1: really so they do a special version. <laughs> can care. I, can Not I ask... Not that I've a... been caught out by this before. Carry <laughs> on. <laughs> can I ask a history question? Yeah, go on. In what year did um, uh, Actually, uh, in what year did it... Uh, I want to know how it compares to... Do you remember Fighting Fantasy? This is a very I British do. conversation. I'm afraid. But they... They made a book called Fighting Fantasy, which was like the role-playing... Yeah, movie. that
0: was 84. That was so that was, Steve Jackson did.
1: So that was after Dragon Warriors, was it? No, before. No, 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 no that that before Dragon Warriors. Um, okay, when I mean, was Dragon Warriors? Before, 86, did you think 80, 80, 80, 85, 86. 85. Okay. Uh, right.
2: there's, that, that was the end of official Dragon Warriors, um, though there's a, a kind of side connection, because uh, Dave Morris and Oliver Johnson also wrote the Bloodsword solo game books
1: which came out out in
2: 87 and 88, and they are set in the same world. It's explicitly the same world, the same names and everything. Mm. Um, I
1: didn't realise they were in the same. Series of five
2: books, and they were, I I think, quite revolutionary, because they were the first ones I saw, at least, that supported an adventuring party rather than a lone hero.
0: Yeah, this was something you noticed um, particularly Dave Morris, but something that was very common in, in some of the British exploration of solo gaming. Um the first game that did an adventuring party actually in a solo is probably going to be uh, overkill for Tunnels and Trolls hmm. second, second edition one. Right. I think that I think that will predate the other. But um since Tunnels and Trolls is a full RPG anyway that has solo adventures, it's hard to say if it's quite the same thing. Uh, but there were loads of people, particularly like Dave Morris, who were trying to do something more than the typical adventure solo format. So you'd have solos that you could just wander about in. you got mm-hmm. solos that that had two people with a
1: book each. Well, that didn't um, Dave Morris do of the... Of... um. Fable Bland series much later, yes, which yeah. is basically a free book. But I, that also reminded me of. Do anyone remember Clash of the Princes? That was a yeah. a two-player. You both sat there and read your own game book. Oh, and that it,
2: that, yeah. that was the uh, Joe Diva thing based on Ace of Aces. Yeah. No, 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 there are no,
1: two. No, no, no. Uh, okay,
0: you're thinking of the combat heroes.
1: Uh, ones? Yeah, that was a picture which? book. Uh, yeah, the Joe Diva uh, uh, ones were a lot like. A something. Emerald yeah. Enchanter. And, yeah. yeah, you had the the Black Baron. I think. Yeah. That's okay. So you're talking about something else. Right. Sorry. Yeah, no, this was, was a traditional. I
0: think it was actually a Fighting Fantasy It was it, a so Fighting, play? it
1: was in the Fighting Fantasy series. It was exactly in the format. I can't remember who wrote it, I'm afraid. I'm thinking um,
0: Andrew somebody, but I might well be wrong.
1: There. But it, uh, Glash, it, was a. Of the
2: Princes. That's, that's right. Princes could be uh, it was Andrew a. Andrew Chapman and Martin Allen. Andrew
1: okay. Oh, Martin, I think he went on to write a, a few of the later fighting fans. Uh, but this was, it was two books. One was a prince and one was a, one was a warrior and one was a wizard. And you read through and you said, right, I've finished my, it must have been a spectacular, <laughs> a spectacular two player game. Don't you read one paragraph, then you said, I've finished. And you both moved on to the next one at various points you met. But well, so. they were being, you know, innovative with the thing. Yeah. Yeah. They were trying to and- stretch the point. <laughs> You can see it, I think, with um,
0: with Dragon Warriors. It threw a lot of people. I heard plenty of people who, who bought Dragon Warriors thinking it was a, it was a solo, because they bought all of the fighting fantasy up to that point. They haven't got anything. Oh, here's a new one, Dragon Warriors. Oh, mm-hmm. bugger, I've got to have friends now. <laughs> um, so the fact that it was in that standard paperback format didn't always work for it. But they looked pretty good on a shelf, actually. And they were um, yeah. Alan Craddock did the covers, I think, for most of them, if not all. I can't remember who did the interiors. Might have been Leo Hartus. can this, this
1: bothers my OCD. Do you know were they all the same colour, or were they they were different? Oh no, they were different colours
2: on the spines, at least. Different, and, uh, different uh, spines. Was kind definitely. of
1: orangey on the. Yeah, they were all sorts of colours. Uh, did they? Did they? Did they go like, together? Like the GERP ones, they're all the right. No, they, they, they
2: just... uh, look look at the spines, they're, they're the same, you know, typeface and layout and stuff like that, but Ooh, they're certainly not okay. certainly not colour matching.
0: And like the original Fighting Fantasy, at first the yeah. Um, it wrapped dropped all the way round. Then they redid it with a brown spine yeah. and everything just had a different coloured spine. Then they redid them all with the same color spine. Mm-hmm. And, and for you know, some it, reason they went they for lime it. green. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Because, because it green. stood out like anything in the shops.
1: <laughs> it did. You could spot them across the bookshop, I remember looking at <laughs> yeah. those colours. So, yeah, okay. Maybe that works. It's fair yeah. enough.
0: I, I, yeah, I think they, they really got the branding right and they got terrifically good art. And that's something else with this. Really good art. Mm. Mm. They used um, a comic strip format to tell you some of the rules, didn't they? Did they? Yeah, oh, which they're was they're pretty. Much in yes. a combat yeah. example to using that. Yeah, the combat examples, that kind of thing. Which, in fact, we'll get to the new edition. Uh, well, not new edition exactly, but you know, kind of the well, it, the, the currently available. Version. Well, I, th- I, th- I well, think I, th-
2: I think that ends. The, I mean, did did you guys play Dragon Warriors in the eighties? I, I played it a little bit, but. Yeah, I had it, games, and but
3: not and we, read it. We, but we never convinced
1: play, anyone to play it.
3: We played a far longer than it ever should have been uh, campaign um, with, I believe, Alan Cox was actually the GM, or he was definitely playing in it. And if it was Alan. He is a complete bastard of a GM, whoever it was. <laughs> um, whoever so... he was. No, no. Uh, so, 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 and so... if it wasn't Alan, we're terribly sorry. Uh, so, so, so Alan Cox then went to, went Alan on Cox? went on to write an awful lot of Linux. So. Um so oh, he okay. was, he he wrote he wrote the majority of the uh of the main core so uh, so so every so,
0: time you switch on a computer you're reminded of a bastard gm well that's well, what I like to hear it also, also it experiment.
3: also it also it also comes up with the uh, abatawi um, mud or abamud oh, rather which was uh the uh which, which is basically where he um put a lot of his original ideas but uh, that's a whole different story um no, but yeah took that months, but time. but we um yeah we 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 played it for a long time, and it was one of these weird things where, even then, it was very retro-playing it. Hmm.
0: It's a bit of an oddity to me that Hmm. it didn't use six-sided dice, because that's what you're expecting when playing Fighting Fantasy, because polyhedral dice were actually not very easy to find, necessarily. Um, First time I played Dungeons & Dragons from Martin We finally managed to find a set by going around whichever town we are in at the time. Absolutely everywhere. We've been looking for ages for this. We found one set, I think, in a model shop, because that was very often the best Mm -hmm. place to ask. Couldn't see anything. We asked this guy, and he says, Oh, well, I've actually got one behind the counter, but it's missing the dice, so I can't say We'll take it. (laughs) So we haven't got any dice. (laughs) How the hell do you then get the dice? Well, this game doesn't use D6s. But it turned out, I was reading on his blog, uh, on a piece about it. That was a, a bit of a discussion. Mm. They were going back and forth a lot. And I think it was Dave Morris who eventually said, no, we're going to go with, with the polyhedrals. But he's now changed his mind. He says he should have. Uh, so done so, so
2: certainly felt it would have been much more successful had it been, you know, easy to get access to it.
1: Oh, really? I thought by 85, because one mm-hmm. of the reasons I had trouble selling it to my group was we had D&D by then and, and I couldn't mm-hmm. really yeah well certainly if, <laughs> if
2: you were someone that had a games workshop or other games shop you could go into it and say you know sell me some dice and and that was fine but yeah, there yeah. were quite a lot of places where that wasn't really accessible
0: right and if you'd got a D&D basic set they came with dice exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this was the thing the majority of games that you bought at the time had the dice you needed um Although, not necessarily the dice you wanted in the case of Chipper and Sorcery, they had two Game Science Microhedra, which are, <laughs> when they say micro, they're like, Hedra. and those have got 20 sides. You've got you to colour in the bloody numbers yourself, and they are tiny. And I know this because after I did the uh, writing of some of the twerp stuff for them, I've ended up with thousands of
2: the bloody things. <laughs> Are yeah. they worth
1: anything now, John? Of course they're not. No. <laughs> I, I think
2: worth bearing in mind that, that that you're fighting fantasy doing Maelstrom and stuff did only need a D6. Lo- the Lone mm. Wolf game was books Maelstrom.
0: Needed... I thought Maelstrom used a D10. I might have be m- mistaken there. Then
1: Lone Wolf used a D10, but it also had a random D10. number generator oh, yeah. at the back. Yes, so so, right. I'm probably I'm probably conflating at the two.
2: Guess, guess a number. Um,
0: Right, I may be conflating them then. I, I had a feeling that Maelstrom was, was wasn't. It I, the lo- lo- I loved Lone Wolf. Uh, I'd no, love Maelstrom to know this.
3: What the Lone D10s. Wolf thing where you could flick oh, where you sorry, flick sorry, the top? Please. Sorry.
0: Just just one sec uh, what did you say there? Maelstrom also there? uses D
3: tens. It was a sorry.
1: Ah, so, Omar, no complete.
3: Uh, just wasn't it, was it Lone Wolf where you could flick the top and basically that, that, that gave you the numbers?
1: No, the later Fighting Fantasy books had D6. Uh, that started in Sorcery, Steve Jackson's, um, Grown Up Fighting yeah. Fantasy, which was bloody was brilliant. Amazing. It <laughs> was amazing. Yeah. But he wrote it because, uh, someone said, can you do a grown up one? and it, yeah. it isn't really but it, it is brilliant. well that,
0: that's published as a penguin isn't it not a puffin
1: that's right it was in the penguin and so okay. that's where up. that just started. like having
0: your Harry Potter book with a photograph of a train on it instead of a cartoon <laughs> of a train <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yes uh, so I, were, I think it amazing. was you were saying Lone Wolf I think that had like a it had a, it had a table one, at the one back, the back. Pages You're supposed to close a, your eyes and yeah, stab a pencil and stab there. The, <laughs> I did
1: oh I loved me Lone Wolf was the first like campaign as well you played it through from beginning to end in. Yes, I'd love to know what happened so. between Joe Diva and uh, Steve Jackson, any any in Livingston.
2: Meanwhile, but... in the land of Dave Morris, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> and Oliver Johnson. Yeah, I mean, we might go go and look at game books on, in some future one. Mm. Yeah, yeah, sounds like we've got some things to say. Anyway, yes,
0: but yeah, um... we, we can all sit here reading a, a different book, and occasionally you just go, "Ooh, paragraph thirty-seven is good in this <laughs> oh, one." Boner, <okay." laughs> Vol- I've died again.
2: Uh... all right so what have so we got? what we got for nothing. Your typical nothing happens for twenty man. years. Yeah, and, and and then mongoose comes along, and, and as as far as I can see, prodded into this by James Wallace, among others. Yeah, I um, think
0: he was. The, it was the period he was doing Warhammer as well, wasn't it? Yeah. This,
2: so it, this was the date when mongoose were basically buying up everything that was cheap and republishing it.
1: So in the um, intervening years, had it been at all popular? Dragon. I, I mean, I bought it, but we were buying everything was possible
0: in it. Surprisingly popular, I'm told, in Sweden.
1: <laughs> okay. Just like COVID-19, I mean, sorry. It,
2: it, it went out of print relatively quickly. Yeah, right. Obviously, that was a short run in the first place. Yeah. On the yeah, other hand, the, the core because system... Because they're
0: large, they're large publishing companies, so they don't keep these things around, unlike someone like Flying Buffalo, where they would, if they got six boxes of books in the back of the warehouse, they just have to wait for those to sell through slowly. Mm-hmm. But... I so... would imagine that these went under normal book trade rules, where they would be returned... If they hadn't sold That's my understanding,
2: yeah um, But it's a relatively simple system So all you needed was really one person To have copies of the books And you can yeah. run an entire group mm-hmm. of that You don't need to have Everybody has the rules uh, Which
1: is which is how we played it, interesting mm. oh, okay, yeah. yes.
2: And there were pocket money titles, really mm. Mm.
1: Uh,
2: So 2009, they bring out their new edition Which is... They, they call it they call it revised and there are people credited with revising it but I, I have not personally spotted any actual changes to the rules there may be one or two minor things well the uh, format they, changed so they have laid it out re- com- completely from scratch they've rewritten large parts of it and there's a lot of new material right uh, and I, I think it's just that, yeah the what the one real faff for me in the old days was you know i've got i've got these six paperbacks and yep. I know there's a rule about something, but I don't even know which book it's in, never mind where in the right. book it is, in a book that I can't lay open.
1: Um, yes. Yeah. So yeah, you know, having, having
2: a rule book, a monster book, and then adventures is a, is a more practical way of doing it.
1: So it's like a single A4 book now, or three A4 books.
2: Well, it's uh, two for rules. Well, what a lot, actually. One, one for rules, one for bestiary, and then I think three of... They they redid all the old adventures, and that was three books worth. And then there's there's some new material as well. Okay. Yeah, and I
0: believe a few things that have kind of been hanging around and had never been collected before. They've sort of spruced those up and uh, collected them as well. So there's a, a ton of material. Actually. Yeah, I mean, Mo- mongoose. Uh, I don't know if it was mongoose in a bundle of mongoose. Uh,
2: did kind of hit and run, and it since 2011, it's been Serpent King Games who've got the license and they produced a few things.
1: Yeah, but so, I believe it's
0: print, it's print-on-demand now. Essentially, I don't think you can actually. Yeah, th- they haven't got a, sort of a print run in production. It's kind of slightly in limbo. This and, is still um, from Mongoose,
1: is it? No, no, S- no This S- is Serpent King. Serpent King, King is uh, oh, yeah. John sorry. Hodgson, I think, and it, it, some it,
2: others. I I don't know any details other than it's clearly a fairly small operation because they don't produce stuff in any at any great speed.
1: And is but, Dave no. Morris still writing it? Nope. but funny you should say that. <laughs> He is in the process
0: of doing a game, which is basically the second edition of Dragon Warriors, but it's called Jewel Spider. Uh, that's, okay,
1: that's being produced at the moment, like so Squadron UK type thing. Uh, the same rules? Well, no, no, he's, no it's he's going to be completely different rules. Uh,
0: okay, he's, he's totally rewriting it. But as far as I know, it will use um, Legend or some variant of. Uh, and I think okay. he's. I think he's using d6s for it. I think he's decided uh, yes. there's no reason not to. Ah. so
1: now that it's very easy effect. to get hold of poly- polyhedral dice,
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's too easy. You know, I mean, people are just—they're do- getting bored with them. So you have to have loads of really difficult to read polyhedral dice. Yeah,
1: and you need different made symbols at- on them, all.
0: made out of osmium or something absurd.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that is an idea for an elemental role playing game. Oh. Well, you have to comes, use the dice the made of the dice. element of the spell you're Each, casting. Mate, yeah. you've got to use well,
2: those dice outside. There's a reason it's called Osmium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: It's the potassium dice that are the real problem. <laughs> yeah. just, just stay very Just don't get, so, don't,
3: yeah. get, don't get them wet. <laughs> right.
0: So, so that's, the, on, that's history. the history of it. That, okay. That's us up to date. So what we have, in essence then, as far as I can tell, is... Apart from the formatting... And the way that you buy it, and and obviously everything that goes with that, this is just a 1980s fantasy role playing game, isn't it? Yes, yes. It's. it's I, I mean, I, I will. If you were to stand them all up, this one wouldn't leap out at you, except it would be one of a very small number. In a paperback format instead of being in a box or a perfect bound. Well, that didn't There
3: were some it? nice, there were a few nice bits and pieces. There were a few nice oddities. There were okay, a few changes as. to the rules.
0: The,
2: the um, reason, the reason I, I proposed it to the group is, okay, I will admit, first of all, nostalgia. I, I had good memories of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, Part, part of this was, uh, as we talked about before, um, John, you were looking at various fantasy systems and, and try, trying things out and seeing what, what will conform with your idea of what you want a game to do. Yeah, I've been doing that um, for 25 years. I still haven't got anywhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I I th- thought about those... Yeah, there are very, various times I say, yeah, let's try this thing I remember. But I thought about those positive memories and said, yeah, this is... it's It's as... Games at the time go, is very lightweight. As modern games go, it's fairly lightweight. There is slightly more complexity than there absolutely needs to be, Mm because you always have to remember what's on a D20 and what's on 2D10. But apart from that...
0: But that sort of thing was perfectly common at the time. Mm. I mean, a a uniform system as an actual design point didn't really happen uh, until Mm. eighty six or
2: thereabouts. And and it does chop a few things about from the start. I mean, yeah, AD&D was still the benchmark of RPGs in 85, 86. It was the standard game that everybody was expected to know if they knew mm. games at all. Um And compared with that, you know, you've got the whole uh, armor-stopping damage, which, okay Ringquest had done for some time, uh, the, the uh, d- do you bypass the armor, that sort of thing. Mm. Uh, yeah,
0: I thought that, now that's... I mean, it's the obvious change, right? You've got, what, five stats instead of six, effectively. Mm-hmm. St- six being pretty much the industry standard for many years because of D&D and mm-hmm. uh, and similar games. Mm-hmm. And my God, there are a lot of similar games, weren't there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, with oh, this, one, like this one, you then haven't got the famous armor class where it's an abstraction that effectively makes you harder to hit in terms of the mechanics. And it's abstracted into it that that includes while you've been hit, but it didn't go through, it hasn't actually caused any problem, whatever. A lot of people really disliked that sort of thing. Mm. And in this, which you presume is pretty much a beginner's game, what with the format with the comic strip showing you how to do combat examples and that sort of thing, it's aimed at the kind of fighting fantasy crowd, maybe as the sort of second thing they move on to. It's quite sophisticated in putting things like this armor type, hmm. shields, the bypassing the armor. It actually feels a bit more like it might be sort of realistic r- relating to a fight. Obviously, it's still yeah. an abstraction, but compared to an armor class number, it's got that sense that, yeah, that's sort of how it works, isn't it? Can we get past the armor?
2: Yeah, just for the benefit of anybody who hasn't played it, if I summarise it quickly. Yes. Mm. Say so, so you, you, you've do. got a sword. Your sword's damage stats are D8 armour bypass and four points of damage. So when you hit somebody, you roll that D8, and you try to get higher than their armour factor, which could be, you know, enough, zero for they're not wearing any armour, or five for if they're wearing plate. And if if you exceed that number with your, with your bypass die, you then do the fixed number of points of damage to their health.
1: Mm-hmm. Just the, uh, uh, so there's so no that, there's no benefit for getting higher than like if you roll an eight, it doesn't make any difference. You still do five. Uh
2: no, I think you if you have a high strength you get a bonus to your armor bypass, but I think that was about it. Yeah. Didn't they okay. do as oh, well that if, 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 if you, you roll the maxim
3: you, maximum number you actually by, you you always hit or something? Uh or if or?
2: if you if you well you're trying to roll low on the D twenty on this, but or, if, no. if you roll a one it automatically bypasses armor. Yes,
3: mm-hmm. that's right, yeah. Right.
2: Uh, but the thing is, it gives you a little bit of flexibility. So rather, rather than D and D's small weapon, big weapon, you can say, okay, this this is a weapon that is very good at bypassing armor, but doesn't actually do all that. Doesn't much do damage. Doesn't do much when it gets through, yeah. Or okay. it does lots of damage, but armor will generally stop it. They, they didn't. They didn't make a lot out of that, to be fair. But you've got the I, possibility of it again. But that's it a slightly some more play, realistic
1: but. system, isn't it? Again, we you know. Yeah. Okay. Mm.
3: And well, I seem to remember when I played it first time round, we turned around and said, "Well, it's kind of D and D, but complicated, but a bit more complicated. Some bits are good, some bits aren't so good." But it was kind of we kind of treated it as slightly more complicated D and D. When it, you it,
0: say D and D, you mean AD&D. the D and D Basic uh, it's, series, it's no? not a- no, no no AD. A- you a- thought this was more complicated. It, it, it's in, more in actual, complicated in actual than AD yes. as
2: it was generally played because. Uh, hmm. Do you know anybody who ever used weapon speed factors? Or, or this, the, the, I know
0: one person who did.
2: <laughs> I you didn't know we play did in second edition D&D.
3: We
0: played
2: it, I played it. This weapon against this armour class gets this bonus.
3: Yeah.
0: I only found AD&D much more complicated than this sort of thing, I'll be honest. But then again, I know people now, the discussions were people about rolling under. Uh, a number of people say, I can't, I can't possibly play a system where I've got to roll under or where I have to subtract <laughs> a number. Well, you know, it's, it's a particular thing. Some yeah. people are, are perfectly fine with rolling under. I've heard, heard people say that it's uh, it's absurd, it doesn't make any sense. Now that's not a very good argument. No. Um, but but it, you know, if you they don't like it, struggle with it. I with think it's it. come along after D20 system became kind of ubiquitous and the idea of you've got a number on your character sheet, and you're rolling a die and adding to it and trying to beat a target. That became sort of normal, and I think a lot of people mm. think in yeah. those terms.
2: And that very really was Thaco, didn't it? So, sorry, that, that kind of grew out of Thaco. Oh, um,
1: I don't know. Oh, I'd much maligned Thaco, just, but you know, it didn't involve subtraction, didn't it?
0: I would have thought D6 system was yeah, okay. probably one of the earliest um, target real number systems that worked around that. Mm-hmm. I might be mistaken. there's probably something beforehand. Uh, but this, it's it's got that old-fashioned thing of, you know, you've got skills, you've got magic, if you've got the right books, of course, um, and you've got these combat abilities and so on. Your characteristics, strength, reflexes, intelligence, psychic talent, mm. and looks, so a little bit different than the ones you get in D&D. But fundamentally, it's just slightly different. It doesn't have um, an extensive skill system, like RuneQuest or something was known for... Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't have a huge range of weapons. God knows this pole arms section terribly disappointing if you're a guy <laughs> <laughs> So the sorts of things that it's offering to you, if you were already playing RPGs, do you think there was much there to tempt you away? Or was this something that was more, hey, you've played fighting fantasy, what about playing a real game?
2: Well, that, that may have been how they were trying to market it. Um, yeah. It's a... At this point, I, I was gradually shifting from D&D to way, way over-complex systems.
0: Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> I used to have Phoenix Command.
2: Uh, many of which I was working on designing myself. There are some notes somewhere that I hope have been burned. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like think we've all got some changes. Yeah. Just converted <laughs> systems <laughs> of shame <laughs> in our <background. laughs> uh, but, but in any case, uh, the, the thing I used this for was yeah, all right. So I'm so I'm doing that for the big complicated game. But if I if I will do simple, you know, the equivalent to kick around, yeah, you know, I, I just want mm-hmm. a bunch of people go, going down a dungeon and fighting things. Uh, then this is a great system for that.
1: Okay. For, I'll so, speak from my group's experience that it was uh, at the time we all knew AD&D very well. First edition at that point was it still? when it came out? Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, and, on,
2: on, on Earth, Arcana had just come out when this
1: know, that was eight, that was eighty five. So yeah. uh, by the
0: time this came out, I think all of the pages would have fallen out of your copy of On Earth, <laughs> <laughs> I think,
1: yeah, I, I yeah, I bet On Earth, was about when I got, the when I I got the into the hobby. Um, But the problem, I suppose, was that it was it wasn't sufficiently different from AD and D in terms of sort of tone or setting to stand out but it was sufficiently different that it was another system that didn't seem to offer a great deal more, Mm. which is why the group wasn't that interested. It did I reckon it suffered a lot with
0: snobbery as well. Yeah. Because certainly possibly, basic yes. D&D did. I I played ad and D. I I played basic D&D, and you know, I much preferred basic D&D. It was, especially it was when, simpler. Especially it had more when, space to just make stuff up.
3: Mm-hmm. And when especially as you added in the bit of pieces, and actually when you got to the, I think it was the master one, where it actually started building in some of the actual uh, rules around the weapons and stuff. Yeah, the masters and They actually... There's some very good rules there.
0: Well, there are, but it, it, it yeah. certainly suffered massively from snobbery. People who oh, played d anD D as yeah. a whole
3: took the opportunity yeah. to
0: say, "Well, you're not playing a real game. You know, <laughs> this is advanced. It's in the title. It's advanced." Well, I think the title
1: Dragon. had a lot of rather than playing. You know, if you, yeah, one system called baiting. I, yeah, and, and I think and
0: this Dragon is on the
2: shelf next to Fighting Fantasy.
0: Yeah, Dragon Warriors to me it doesn't suffer the, that it's called Dragon Warriors, which I've all I should probably. And uh, Dave Morris said i 've always wondered if they called it Dragon Warriors because he was a huge Tecamel fan because Dragon warriors um, are actually in Tecumel history
2: there 's certainly nothing um, in the game called that there 's
0: nothing in the game exactly <laughs> no. but you 've got this this set of books they look like paperbacks, which means as far as games are concerned it 's those fighting fantasy twelve year olds books isn 't it <laughs> So I reckon there was a lot of snobbery against it, and I wonder if that did cause problems in terms of its longevity with the publisher. It and have, it also, yeah. let's be honest, the whole solo game book thing did start to phase out around 86, 87. By 89, it was getting very hard to find them on the shelves.
1: Hmm. Yeah. And then it suffered because it didn't have anything to sit next to on the shelf.
0: Well, it would fall over, wouldn't
1: it? I mean, where would you, where would you put it as a bookseller in that case? That was always the trouble with the fighting fans. Ah, you well, could never find the a bloody children's things. It, they, they didn't... it was
0: definitely in the children's section. Yeah, because they didn't
1: have young adult at the time, did they? That grew that was in the nineties. Well, well, what 19. I would
2: say is is yeah. is a useful distinction is it well, un, unlike D and D at the time, it did actually have a setting. But it's also quite quite a nice yes. setting. I mean, yes. yes, all right, it it's basically um medieval Europe fantasied up a bit.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although
2: well, cover it's of like, Land
0: of Legend but it's Was put some together. sort of a centaur or something?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean you, you could It was get... a bit unusual, wasn't it? Desert what, sort of picture what, one, of the, one of the big things that was happening in the setting Evan, That, that uh, the adventure in Lands of Legend uh, Covered it to some extent uh, Is there's a crusade going on Right So Oh, uh, okay You know, in, instantly we, we've gone from Oh yeah, there, there's some sort of vague there are these gods out there somewhere, to, all right, no, we've got people actually worshipping a recognisably medieval Christian god. Uh,
0: Yeah, and naturally killing people who don't.
3: Did it Um, not have a backlash against... I I vaguely remember that there was a backlash because of that.
2: I think it probably probably just everything did. I I don't remember anything specifically against Dragon Warriors, though it it may well have been there. Um, This does mean... that. We we talked about the classes and the thing we left out was anything like a cleric, because you don't have adventuring priests in this. Mm. Um yeah. there is no clerical healing or anything like that. It's a thing wizards do.
0: Yeah, I mean that was the same with Tunnels and Trolls, and um Kenson and Andrew said, you know, very early on, he said, Well I looked at D&D and uh, saw clerics and said, well, religion wasn't very big in my life, why should it be big in my games? So you you don't need to follow a god to heal people. Mm -hmm. If you can Mm -hmm. blow a hole in a wall because you're a magician, let's say you can heal someone as well. If you can heat stuff
1: up, you can coagulate blood.
0: If you can dodge dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Um, But but the thing
2: is, because they haven't said priests can do miracles, there's room for an actually much more realistic portrayal of Yeah, the the way, the way, the way the clergy worked in society and you, you can have, you know, the, the good village priest and you can have the bad bishop and all, or or, okay, all those cliches, but you can have them without somebody saying, hang on a minute, why doesn't the God stop giving him powers if he's turned evil?
0: Right. Yes. I mean, and I'm sure there were plenty of teenage boys who. Giving me opportunity to bash to the bishop. bishop. Yeah.
3: <laughs> we all thought it. You have to say it though. Yeah, I, I, I didn't
0: just, get, it. You gave me the chair. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> right. Um, so anyway, let's put bashing the bishop aside. What about what about magic then in this game? How how does that fit in? You've got different types. You've told us. Did they each have a different mechanism, or were they just different flavors of spells? Uh, to go with, they're a
2: basic mechanic. I would say two major mechanisms. Uh, there is the the mystics and everybody else.
0: And is that similar to like psionics in D anD d compared to magic, or is
2: it um... kind of? I mean, everybody has spells. Everybody has a has a list of spells they can cast. A sorcerer or an elementalist or a warlock has a number of magic points, and a spell costs magic points equal to the level. Mystics. Okay. Uh, Mystics, on the other hand, uh, every time they roll a, sp- every time they cast a spell, they roll to see if they get uh, magically tied up for the rest of the day.
0: Okay, so it's a, va- it's not as simple as the sort of the Vancian fire and forget system of D anD. d No, it, it, it's it, the, it's the thing it's it's that almost everybody. It's got a bit of its
2: everybody- own twist. Uh, as far as I remember at the time, the thing almost everybody did to D anD. d was turn it into a spell point system so that. Yeah, you, know, you, you didn't. If you wanted to do two magic missiles, you didn't have to take up two slots with magic missile. You could, you could say, okay, I know magic missile, and I know this other stuff, mm. right? And I, I think the reason for that was simply you had to take the common useful spells, and so that the less the less useful spells would never get used because you'd fill up on, on the on the ones you knew you were going to have. Mm. So, so you got a bit more variety in yeah. the game. Just four slots of sleep,
0: basically, is all you take. Mm-hmm. Four magic.
3: <laughs> magic missile coming online, <laughs> but,
2: but each, each each of the four spellcasting classes has a different set of spells. Right. And the elementalist has actually got um, subclasses because you, you've got earth, Air, fire, water elementalists.
1: But uh, that's not that right, different right? to Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons I know there's Dragons some overlap in edition, the spells perhaps. with D&D.
2: D and D. D and D first, which is what we're comparing it with at the time, had yep. magic user, and Delusionist, and alright, cleric and druid.
1: Y- yeah, yeah. But they were the only magic-using classes at the time as well, mm-hmm. apart you. from
3: the bard, obviously.
1: Um, what, well, what, he didn't come in till a unearthed arcana? Oh no, no! no, Bob, 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 no, Bob, Bob, no I'm AD&D. talking about the original just, bard.
2: No, yeah. just, he was there. Uh, Very few people ever legitimately qualified to play one because he had you had to go up. He and, had to be up like up a, level in, in a bunch of other things fighter. as well. No, he had to be a fighter and a thief. And oh yeah, else I remember was. that.
1: Yeah, but no one did. did. Anyone actually play him? No, uh, no, no. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> no, Bards were a joke in D&D until very recently. They've been through so many versions, because I think people realised it was actually quite a nice idea as a character, but they could quite work out what they were supposed to do and how they were supposed to do it. So mm. they kept putting a version out, and it wasn't working, and you move on.
2: The, the, uh, so no, you haven't got Bards here. No, uh, just just think about the elementalists is if if you are a say fire elementalist, then you get your full your full allotment of the fire spells, and you can learn earth and air, but not water, and that sort of thing. So you got, uh, got right. One,
1: so you had an opposing school or whatever. You yeah, and, and then, so then you got there's the some sophistication here. Just weird. Yeah. A lot so of that was in Second Ed D&D. I, I don't recall first oh sure, ed but, but, well but enough. Well, no, this, this
2: is um, the Unearthed Icana Oriental Adventures era, which is basically, yeah. okay, everybody's got the three core books and the feed folio. Yeah. Uh, we need some new stuff. Uh, so off, after this, uh, I can't remember when it came out. You got the Dungeonier Survival Guide, Wilderness Survival Guide. Yeah. Actually oh started yeah. bringing, yeah, bringing started the rules. thing came out after it started that. to get yeah. the creep and then the they started every getting in towards system. second edition. So this is still, you know, what we've got is AD&D plus a bit of sophistication.
0: Okay, But okay. if you look at the actual word count in this, I think it's putting an awful lot of stuff in and conveying it relatively simply. Mm. And the word count's far below AD&D. <laughs> not to mention the yeah. fact that the presentation makes it a bit easier to read. Not You're saying Gygax guy was,
1: was a wordy, impenetrable writer, right?
0: Gygax so. wasn't the only person who wrote um, the AD&D books. There were, there were some very good writers. they
1: <laughs> <Yes. laughs> oh,
0: there were, I don't know, he was very good at a lot of things and he was apparently terrific at getting other people's games together and working with them and, mm-hmm. and, you know, he was a fantastic collaborator. Um, I suspect Dave Onison might have disagreed later, but that, you know, that's, money comes into it, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think there are many people who would say that he was, um, <laughs> he wasn't the acme of clear rules writing. Or indeed, consistent rules writing. But he had some damn good ideas, and he did put out a game, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that people are still playing yeah, yeah. 45
2: years later. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah let's not, not rag on the man too much. And the, the, However, the, the one thing I think is really missing from Dragon Warriors, and to be fair, is missing from D&D at the time as well, is some sort of general purpose, can you do stuff? I mean, I'm, I'm not asking for a full skill system, but I, I can't now remember whether I actually did this when we were playing it or not, just bringing in the idea of the stat save. So, yeah, can I, can yeah, I do this? Okay,
0: that's roll, a thing roll against games. your strength. Because D&D, of course, um, your stats don't actually do anything. Mm. Not really. They not give you bonuses. later editions, no. The further back you go in D&D history, the less the stats do, because you get very few bonuses in the original D&D, mm. yeah. back when you didn't even have a magic missile. Uh, and then they they start getting a little bit boosted through the sort of BX and Beckme era from, you know, 80 to 84, that sort of period. Well, if
2: if you look on them as a wargaming piece, then it's being able to say a 4th level hero is a 4th level hero is just yep. what you want to be able to do. Yeah.
0: yeah. So in this game, you have got skills. I mean, I'm just looking across at um, my Dragon who's character sheet abilities. for Dower Grim of the North, and I've got a section that says Skill stroke magic... Berserk, track, and ride warhorse. Right,
2: those are specific abilities rather than things you would roll against.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Those are sort of things you can do, but that's hardly everything that he can do. Mm. They're just particular things they've decided to kind of... Yeah, thanks, mate,
2: so, certainly, if, if, club in the back of the head. <laughs> if Dave were not writing a second edition, and and so, somebody told told me to do it, or if 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 I'd been um, involved with Mongoose when when they did their revised edition, I would I would have introduced something like, uh, okay, you know, a, a very very vague perhaps skill system where you can say right, run against strength, run against looks, whatever depending on mm-hmm. what you what, what you're trying to do, and you, you've you've got strength, reflexes, intelligence. Looks are all things you might reasonably be rodding against for
1: common tasks. Psychic talent, mm. maybe not yeah. so,
2: because you got magic. But you got magic.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I suppose the idea—it's a bit like your problem, John, with third edition D and D. Particularly, was the minute you start saying your classic example is uh, right. I've got a feat that means I can fire two arrows at once. That means no one else can do that unless they have that feat. It, it starts to become rather prescriptive, yeah. And the, um, I, in a way, the further you could say. Right, I'm I'm a barbarian. I I suppose the idea back then was, you say, well, I'm a barbarian warrior. Of course, I can, um, you know, eat snow. <laughs> For example, yeah.
0: That, well, that, that's a. a, a... Particularly uh, keen example there. Yeah, yeah, thanks for Um, that. But you know, I mean, you. Where are you going with that?
1: (laughs) I'm saying that you didn't need to have all your skills and all your things written down that you could do because I'm a Conan alike and clearly I can crush walnuts with my mighty foos, that sort of thing, and I don't need the the walnut crushing ability.
0: Sorry, I was, I'm just wincing slightly at the <laughs> thought of crushing walnuts
1: with your mighty thews. Uh
0: Yes, yeah, I, I think there was a general feeling that games were either the games that had skill systems, which were things like Cthulhu, RuneQuest, all those, um, a lot of the uh, fantasy games and limited ones, and the games that were a bit more like D&D, where you didn't necessarily have skills. If you did, it wasn't exactly a skill system, because... Like D&D, the Thief had a lot of skills that all seemed to use different numbers, <laughs> different um, and then other people just sort of didn't, and there were things here and there. Dragon Warrior certainly doesn't fall into the um, the, the sort of core mechanic that, that g- cuts through everything else, if in doubt, fall back on rolling against strength or something, it's not that kind of system. And it does seem to 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 rely on you having a good idea of what your character might be able to do, yeah, and maybe I negotiate with point, the games yeah. master. Yeah, yeah. it, it, it Which... It's
2: certainly not. I th- I think the tendency started with AD&D really the the idea that uh, you should be able to work out a rule for everything. Um yeah. I, I, I've certainly heard. I I wasn't involved in the in the pre AD&D days, but I've I've heard various people who were saying it, it was a whole lot more freeform, and it was just you you make. You just say, okay, I'm I'm going to come up with the idea that I could do X, and then the GM yeah. will say yes or no or make a die roll. Yeah, well, uh, And A D D d started to, to make that doing... more rigid because one one of the things it was for was to be the um, tournament rules system. I mean, there oh, were okay. other yeah, reasons right. for it as well, but it was you know we we've got you know twen- 20 parties going down the same adventure. Let, we, let, yeah, let's yeah, try to be a bit more consistent about how we resolve it. Was it? Yeah, unless it was pro- co-
1: text against very GMs to some extent then. I, I don't think there's well, any concern that, about that's that that's part time. of
0: it I think if you've got say 20 games that you're going to run it's the same adventure you're taking people through for a convention tournament if it was the same GM was going to run those games every time you could perhaps trust him to be pretty consistent yeah. particularly by the time he was running party number 12 you know. Um, <laughs> you but if you you've got loads of different of... people as you know yes. with the idea of common sense uh, one man's perfectly reasonable is another ooh, minus four on your roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. you've got to try and for a tournament, you've got to try and put things in.
1: Um, so it's the same, yeah.
0: Less, less GM fear, less, less variety, and you, you can't have those wide open to interpretation things. Uh, at the very least, a tournament adventure will have a mechanic written in for a really unusual thing in part of the adventure. Mm-hmm. If there's something that you come across that you wouldn't normally come across, it will say something like, you know, they need to make a roll on a D10 and get over this. Uh, because otherwise, yeah, like you say, the GMs could come up with their own versions. So d- tournaments do colour D&D probably more than most of the games, because D&D was the one that was running the tournament. Well, a and
2: oh. d specifically as distinct from Ba- yeah yes, expert,
1: etc. But from that simple, seemingly innocent idea is the evil rotten nuggets of giving players agency over narrative. Which leads to indie game. Oh, oh, it's, not, need, it's nothing to, to do with
0: that though, is it? I mean, this is what the whole OSR thing was getting do, back do, to. Do us bear in mind.
1: You've
2: got, ruins, got no, no, no fake points or anything you can spend in this. <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh, there's nothing meta. Uh, if, if you I'm hit zero, zero, zero health, you're dead.
0: Alright, so what have you got in here in terms of, um the adventures then? What, what sort, of, are we looking at something that's a campaign that starts in book one and runs all the way through to book six? Uh, uh, are they just very random and you might find that your characters don't fit in them at all? How, how do they do on that?
2: Well, they are all, no, dungeon bashes isn't quite the right term because, you know, you, you've got overland travel and so on as well. But they are basically adventures that are going to be resolved by fighting for the most part. There's a certain amount of Mm -hmm. this would be a bad time to fight, Mm -hmm. and let's be respectful instead. Um, But 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 you
0: know that that's just gearing up for a fight later.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But but fundamentally, you know, it it, it is a fantasy game, and it it does what fantasy games were largely expected to do at the time. Hmm. Um, That said, I mean you've got the assassin class. Uh, who who isn't just going down a dungeon presumably uh,
0: Yeah but I wonder was he really used like that I, d- I, d- I do wonder how far out of the basic remit presented in the books people went with this one and truthfully I, d- I don't know because the people I knew who played Dragon Warriors and when we played it a little bit it was kind of by the book mm-hmm. um, I think I pl- the one I played in was an original adventure but apart from that we certainly weren't doing any uh, particularly compact complex you know politically motivated things sure oh, i, I think one, no.
2: <laughs> one of the reasons they um every, every book has an adventure and i suspect part of the reason for that is so that if you had the book you could you could play immediately you didn't have to wait until you could right. find the book with the adventure in it as well um, and are they
0: to to showcase particularly the the uh, new classes and so on uh, in those books
2: a bit yeah in, in the original six at least um Right, and the king under the forest, as i say you you're expected to be able to do without having magical abilities in the party uh the way of wizardry, the two adventures in that are more focused on uh the magical classes uh the elven crystals is is it, it, it kind of assumes a mixed party right um he's sort of traditional adventuring party there yeah mm-hmm. um the power of darkness does deal with a darkness elementalist. The, the set, okay. set adventures in that. I don't remember what this, what the uh, Out of the Shadows one is like, uh, but presumably something to do with assassins. Hmm.
0: So, Mark, what are your sort of thoughts on the kind of adventures that you would be happy playing in or running in? In this, do you think it would be a little bit too set in what they're presenting? There isn't a book, as far as I know, on how to run city adventures and, you know, mm. any of the sort of wider... Thing, or how to deal with um, negotiations and trade missions, for those of you who think the Height of Excitement is a prequel with a trade mission. Um, mm. Sorry, I shouldn't dig at him either. You know, what are your fears on, on what you could do with this game? Is it something that really... It's maybe a beginner's game, or do you think it I, could I, go just
3: as far as anything I, else? I think it kind of, for me, it kind of fit, it fell between a couple of different stools, because it was it was more complicated than basic D&D, by a lot, definitely. Um, or at least the way that we'd played basic D&D in the past, anyway. Well, it it's, certainly does things in a different way,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, it's
2: more works, it's not what you're used to, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
3: Um but it didn't have the complications say that RuneQuest had and with all the extra bits and pieces. Um I, as I said, when we played it before it, fe- it it ended up feeling really retro then.
1: Yeah. Right. Um in
3: a good and that, way or and and, and and that was and that was probably when did I play it? It would have been eight Eighty-eight, eighty-nine. So it would—it wasn't yeah. that long after it had been published, but, but it was it, still the end of its life, pretty much. Though. Yeah, um, and it just happened that one of the go- well, I say I, I think it was Alan, but um, it could have been um, somebody else who had all had all six books. Mm-hmm. Most of us had at least a couple of the books because hey, we play role-playing games in the UK, and we'd seen them and picked them up. Yeah, um, and. Um, and so we all kind of knew roughly what was going on uh and it was a good one to basically sort of you know you went you got your four pack and um it was it was it was, a, it was a small enough you didn't you weren't burdened Two down with six packs at that age right? uh you were you, you were you weren't burdened down by um you know a load of um very large books when you sort of went round to somebody else's room yeah, it's always handy for
0: that, wasn't it? A lot of the British games, even the even things like the the British version of Cells and Trolls* was a five size instead of being like twice that big. Yeah, and they just they just reprinted the American books, but half the actual physical size. <laughs> and there does seem to have been a thing over here. Uh, I, I don't know if it was just the cost of producing them or what. That a lot of people went for smaller formats for things.
2: Well, I mean, particularly people of uh, studenty sort of age. A lot of American More. students will have a car of some sort or will get a lift to the game from somebody oh, who has a car. I not thought of
0: that, yeah. Yeah, I suppose that's true.
1: What about support?
0: Oh, sorry. What about support on this? Because obviously we know that um, lots of people are very happy to do everything themselves. and They don't want the magazines, they don't need a load of adventures and that kind of stuff, so they can play a game for as long as they want to play it. Other people, the moment the, the manufacturer or... Other people stop publishing anything for it. The game's dead, so you got to move on. And then there's the bulk in between. This didn't really have a regular set of releases, no, because um, you could effectively you got the four books, uh, the, the the core books that came out, um, six of those in total. Adventures were built into them, so there are no kind of separate adventures. Mm. They're 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 part of that run.
2: I, I, assume I think there were the some batch- magazine
0: articles, but not many. Yeah,
2: there, there was some stuff in White Dwarf, at least. Um, and they, they had, for a while they were dual static adventures for d d Dragon Warriors that sort of thing mm-hmm. uh, I, yeah, I I we'll, haven't, gone back we'll to, have that. haven't gone back to do a literature review but uh, so, certainly there were a few things and d- d- Dave and Oliver both wrote stuff for White Dwarf whether mm-hmm. Dragon Warriors or not so uh, that that was there, and th- there wasn't an ongoing flow of adventures, on the other hand there wasn't really for D&D either at the time, it, was, it wasn't a thing people were expecting of their systems uh, Mongoose did well, Mongoose did a reasonable job, uh, Serpent King seemed to produce a bit more stuff, but it's, it's certainly, you know, if, if I'd started running in 2009 when the Mongoose 1 came out, I would yeah. certainly have run out of material by now.
0: Yeah. So, really, this is a game that a lot of people fondly remember, and... Aside from the um, the Mongoose onwards, where it is now still available, there was a period when you could either get it very, very cheap in charity bookshops or for an awful lot of money on eBay, and usually in very bad condition, because if there is one format that is designed to fall <laughs> to pieces and suffer, crushed spines and things, um, it's it's this. It's the paperback format for a role-playing game where you've got to open things up, show it, pass it around. I mean, really, they got battered to pieces. Yeah. So I think for a lot of people, you ended up with a book that wasn't that hard-wearing. AD&D, of course, was known for the big, mostly quite tough hardbacks. Mm. There were a few print runs that weren't that great.
1: Mm.
0: So I, I wonder if this is a game that... It died on the back of uh, of the fighting fantasy boom because of its its format. It was lumped in with those as far as the shops were concerned. And its its sort of audience either moved on to other things or... The copies fell apart. Well just so sort...
2: I, I don't think there's there's anything where where I would say I absolutely must play this in Dragon Warriors no other game will do. Yeah. Right, yes. On the other hand, I like what it does. And, well, and it's fun.
3: And and as you said, Roger, it, it kind of had its own background, which they didn't make anything of at all and again I think possibly that was a detriment to it. Well, my, the my assumption
2: is that there was a six. Okay, I don't know this for certain, but it, but just from the publishing pattern, what I'm guessing is there was a six book contract. Mm-hmm. Uh my, Maybe even a three plus three book contract, but whatever I, I happened to the last three books? Like the last three books didn't sell well enough, and so there weren't any more. And that that's exactly yes. what I would expect Corgi to do. They're a publisher; that's the sort of thing they do. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, I should, we, should right. we talk about our modern? Game of it then, the actual game we played and how we felt about that?
0: Yeah, certainly. Yeah, it was good go for that.
2: There we go. Um, Sorted. That, that well, was the original introductory adventure. Of the uh, Mongoose Edition gave you an introduction to that introductory adventure which uh, didn't get well reviewed. <laughs> oh,
0: that's that's so modern. Everybody's doing it. The introduction to the introduction. So we got. Well, kind of of a weird thing.
1: I was, um,
0: I was playing a barbarian, which, you know, I mean, you had to wait if you're a D&D player. It was ages before a barbarian came along. Here we are. First, look, you're either a knight or a barbarian. So I was playing Diagram of the North, a barbarian.
2: Yeah, and interestingly, it's not just armoured fighter versus fast fighter. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what the stats will tell you, but, uh all the adventure and background material points out that the knight is a knight you know this this is this is the guy who is the face of your party because he is socially respected
0: mm-hmm. whereas the barbarian of course isn't not so much <laughs> <laughs> uh mark you were um a mangle wor- a grey weasel wasn't yes, it yes grey weasel grey weasel sorry yes weasel Wurzel. 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 weasel really. I was a weasel yeah a Wurzel. No, I've he got it written down I know what he is.
3: Grey Wurzel, uh, yes, who was so a, a what, warlock, I believe. A
0: warlock. And how did you see him as a character then? Did he get uh, to go
3: on, or...? Uh, I think it was more... He, he kind of... So, again, you, you're hitting... Um, you immediately kind of hit the thing of, at first level, fighters are quite good, magic users... Kind of less so, and sort of a half and half kind of falls fall, falls b- f- shoots down into the stools, and 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 kind of um, is probably slightly. <laughs> is, is... So you
0: you think this game requires a mixed party? Um, or, you've got you've or, or, got to also, have some. You
2: have five spells to choose from and two spell points for your adventure.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah
2: so you're not adventure. a powerhouse at this stage.
3: No, by no means are you a
2: powerhouse. It's very old school there, isn't it?
3: Yeah, but mm-hmm. I mean, but 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 that was fine. It was good fun. It was basically silly. Um, um, you you sort when you look at the actual spells, you go, "And these are going to help me how?" Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think there was a minor heel in one of them. But uh,
0: mm-hmm. uh... Uh, yes, we're coming to next character in a second. Wow. <laughs>
1: Thanks. I was going to go a different way with the jokes. That yeah. well,
0: you were playing uh, shiver.
1: Shiver yeah uh who was uh shiver who, well he was an assassin
3: he was cold
1: he was chilly um i um i i think i missed the first session and hmm. i made a character in the second or
0: second, yeah i like may that. have done i you, do wonder if an assassin can ever be a actually? team player do you think that's an inherent problem with the class sorry what was that roger i didn't say anything
1: Oh, okay. What was uh, it, Mark? Uh, no, it was me. I think, I think <laughs> you actually,
3: I think you were on holiday or something. You missed quite oh, so a nice. Do You missed holidays? about, I know you, well, <laughs> when you actually were not, you, you were just basically just not working at home. Um, <laughs> and you missed about two or three weeks. So, cause I think yeah. part of the reason why we played this was it was kind of a filler in between cock possibly. We were
1: going to be well over it by the time I came back. So, yeah. but no, yes, that's right. And so yes. I came in. Uh, a bit into the adventure. Mm. And I hadn't um I I suppose I slightly struggle with the fact that I have made a lot of D D fantasy characters in my time. Yeah. And so I have played every class one way or another. You know, we all I'm not, I'm not brag, but there comes a point where you're just like mm, we're we gonna vary this this character. And with John's uh Sarah Newton's Monsters and Magic I had a bit more time to think. I mean, I should have had with Dragon Warriors, so I had a bit more time to think about it, and so I made a more interesting, annoying, well, annoying gift. All my characters, annoying, <laughs> <come on>. uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I just made a character I, that I enjoyed more was Shiva. I sort of came up with on the spot, and he he suffered from that with me because the system. For me, again, I suppose the same as the previous day, didn't feel sufficiently different in a way that made me think, oh, I'll try this type of character. And so I never really gelled with him. So he just, in my mind was a sort of disposable fantasy, uh, fantasy character. You you know, sometimes when you play a knight and they die in the first session, you play them in, you know, for (laughs) instance. You know, even though you put a bit of thought into it. Um, Yeah,
0: yeah, that happens, happens a lot.
1: um, So, uh,
0: would you, would you say then that the, the problem with this and perhaps a number of early D&D-like type of games might be, if it has a problem, that you are basically playing a a character class and there's nothing Mm. particularly to distinguish you from anyone else apart from the sort of, you know the flavour you you add to it yourself in the way you play them. There's nothing that's really sparking you to play a certain sort of knight. You know a particular yes. type of elementalist. Yeah, you certainly don't. No, you, don't you
2: don't have rules support for for that. Yeah. Uh, except at the very high level stuff where you get to choose from a, from a list of abilities. But that's you know very high level stuff.
0: But the background actually for the game, um, certainly in the adventures, there's a kind of bit more of a. a British folklore mm. dark wood sense which than was I, typical yeah. in the American adventures for D&D. Because every yeah. now and again there'd be a British adventure for D&D, which the American reviewers in, in magazines like Space Gamer, uh, they'd always comment on the feel of the thing being so different. Yeah. And I think Dragon Warriors has got that particularly, the art helps, uh, mm-hmm. but it's certainly there in the adventures. I don't know if it's really... Part of the rules as such, I that it kind it didn't of Folkloric side. I, I
1: didn't, but that is present to me in, weirdly enough, because it's not written by a British, but Pendragon feels like that. Mm. Uh, or, or similar. It's not quite, you know what I mean? It's got that kind of folkloric feel to it, and so does. Oh, what's the game that slipped my mind? Well, I went, I went to the world, I can't remember it. But I, to me, uh, not having studied the books or the law, that, that was my issue to some extent. And I suppose... Also, also by, a good by the time you came in, you know, we were in the dungeon. Exactly, yeah. So, so, uh,
2: yeah. so, you, so, you, so you didn't get the, you know,
1: we're travelling over land to get there. But I felt Yes, and you, you don't with, get the interactions, do you? With Pendragon, you're all playing the same class, but you're all... We all felt distinct in Pendragon. I, I felt, um, and that's—I don't know—I felt like the system encouraged us to do that. Whereas this, put it this way, I I wouldn't
2: encourage two two uh, characters of the same
1: class in a Dragon Warriors party. And, unless yeah, you, had, unless you would be the barbarian
0: English. twins, wouldn't you? <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay. Well, that's unfair. It's just my long experience of fancy role playing games, and not a huge amount to distinguish. I, that uh,
3: okay. So, so, so for me, I kind of, kind of, kind of summing up my unease with it is, it feels like it. It feels like it should be D and D, but isn't. <laughs>
0: right.
1: Yeah. I think I might. Echo does that, that does that kind
3: well. of make sense? That,
0: that might... makes a lot of sense, yeah. yeah I, I and agree. I wonder if it would feel differently as a game if the system did just use d6s. Would it still have that feeling or would it so would it feel more like well this feels like D&D but it's different as opposed to it's not quite D&D. Well it, like Do
1: you know what for I mean? instance, yeah. this system a yeah. sense like... of being a variant. Maelstrom I've never played but it's it's clearly very distinct, you know. It's it's a very atmosphere soaked game and similarly That's other British uh, well, the other British uh, uh Warhammer was the game I was thinking, which isn't mm. folkloric, but it's distinctly kind of punk 2000 AD British feel to it. I would say, Um which this just didn't. It didn't come across to me in a, in a distinctive way. I, no, as as Roger said, I don't think there's mechanical yeah. support,
0: mm. rules support. Of but any even sort in the adventure
1: that. that was in the first book. Well, I, I I think I'm basically I'm echoing Mark, so I won't go on. But yeah, I I think Mark summed it up for me too. Mm.
0: Okay, I mean overall, then, in terms of running it and in terms of playing it, did everyone enjoy the game? Oh yeah, you know, yeah. because of the game, did the game bring enough to to make it worthwhile running and to make it worthwhile playing?
3: I think you could yeah. have played any of the. Various D and D clones at that time, and we would have still had just as much fun playing the game, playing that adventure.
0: Right. So, if we brought something along, if Roger said, "Right, I'm going to run this adventure, but with the Black Hack," you think really it would have been kind of the same experience then?
3: I think pretty si- for me, pretty mm. similar.
0: Because there, there so, I'm, would I'm, be I'm r- 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 details, mentioning the Black Hack select, because yeah, it, it is be quite
2: in. stripped down. Yeah. And to, to well, what me, about actually running it, Roger? Um once I'd got my head round it again which didn't which did not take long um I, I felt it went pretty well the as i say, the only thing i really felt the lack of was some way of saying uh when somebody wants to do something outside the rules which is let's face it many most of the things you can think of to do mm. yeah. some some vague guideline for resolving that you didn't have house been nice really, to really have yes Roger,
1: as i recall
2: um apart from that uh Yes, all right, I'm I'm not going to build a generic fantasy system out of it um, to use as my go-to generic fantasy system, but it's simple enough and flavourful enough, and I will admit that some of the flavour is stuff that only happens at higher levels like the high-level spells or the the special assassin abilities or whatever. Um,
0: And, of course, we didn't really see much of the setting.
2: Yeah, but but it's it's certainly something I would be happy to revisit, um, Hmm. simply because I, I... Yes nostalgia is there but the the combination of what to me now is is a pretty darn simple system compared with mm. all the stuff i run and a setting that's got a distinctive flavor i think that's it's the combination of those two
0: mm. and apart from the lack of a sort of you know roll your strength kind of fallback mechanic was was there anything that you suddenly found you you ran up against and had to go oh uh, what am i going to do here there's nothing in the game to help me
2: was it just that
0: area uh, you felt so. it was lacking?
2: The, the, there was one th- one thing that I did find was uh, mildly annoying, which is the same thing that you get in D&D of the time as well, which is if you're a fighter as opposed to a spellcaster or if you're not casting spells for some reason, basically what you can do is I hit him again. There, there is no... You yeah, know, it's I not want...
0: exactly a fencing system, is it? So well, there, a, there's, a particular...
2: there's no I fight defensively or you know, I try to hold him off while my mate does something clever or you know, it's just I try to hit him.
1: Hmm. Mm.
3: Mm.
0: Yeah, even with the system it's got for you, for the shield and the shield was odd actually. Who'd got who'd got a shield?
3: Me, that... my god, was the that shield.
0: Shield that was a weird mechanic because your <laughs> shield
3: only worked on a one or two.
1: Yeah, I didn't I think that was a particularly.
3: No, on a D eight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How big was your shield?
0: Well, we
2: begin to wonder. Um, yeah, or was hopefully... it a one, was it a one on a D six? Oh, one one or... on a D six. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, it one was a d6, 1 on a d6,
3: yeah. yes, yeah, no, I do apologise. It wasn't any
2: blow against you, but it's still a hell of a thing to have to carry to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't
3: roll a had single a dodge one. Ability. <laughs> I did not roll a single bloody one <laughs> during the whole, dur- during every single session. There, I yeah, did not I guess roll one. like that. a
1: Barclaren thing. It,
2: let's face it, if, if I said it boosted your armor factor by one, I don't think anybody would complain. No. no, no. So, alright, uh, uh, some of the mechanics may be...
0: You want a little tweak here and there. But on the whole, what's there works pretty solidly. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. It's just obviously not got every eventuality baked in. It,
2: it, 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 it doesn't just do didn't... stupid things, I, mm-hmm. I find. Right.
0: Mm. Any, any final words? Because I think we've probably... Um, Exhausted the majority
3: I, of those. So, so based on especially what Roger's saying now, I would like to play. And, I, and I've kind of thought this for maybe one or two others, but I've not really articulated this before. So, we played a first level set of first level characters mm-hmm. um, in this. I would like to go back and re- revisit playing the system, but playing mid level characters. Mm-hmm. And maybe. So kind
0: of three or four, that sort of level. Yeah,
3: and then maybe. Again, playing higher level characters, and mm-hmm. i do oh. wonder I do wonder whether we would get a quite different flavor um mm. especially that, that, for things the, like the um like the mystic, where you can cast a spell, you can cast a spell, oh no, you can't anymore, and mm. that might be quite interesting to see what happens when you're sort of playing a sort of higher level you know yeah. Ultra powerful, ultra powerful, ultra. Oh my God, I'm a, I'm a fighter with a, I'm a fighter with a dagger. <laughs> you know. Yeah,
0: I wonder how the fighters actually stack up then when you're at that sort of level. Yeah, whether the, the do become, they, they, we do get the large class imbalances that some other games. <clears throat> uh, begin well, it, for, it probably yeah. helps
2: that it explicitly stops at eighth.
0: Yes, but yeah. then you know D and D originally didn't go up to like thirty six, mm-hmm. which I think is what they reached with the. Uh, oh, actually, no, thirty six is just the master set, isn't it? The immortal yes. goes beyond that. I'm, I'm, yeah. t- I'm, t- I'm told, t- told
2: it's less.
3: Yeah, t- t- no, the immortal t- set is basically when you become a it's when you become a god, and then basically you have to develop your whole Parthenon for
1: that as well. And um, nobody likes a level cap, do they? Yeah. <laughs> they so what is life if not a level. Well you, okay, to, to put end. it another way, you, you can go up in rank indefinitely,
2: but rank eight is where is where the good stuff happens. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but um right. just to get an idea of what what they suggest, um that they're talking about typically five experience points per adventure that you survive. And to get to, to get to second rank, you need 30 of them. So, you know, you're talking, you're talking three to six adventures, which is in keeping again with AD&D, but Mm -hmm. every other game since has made that faster.
3: Mm.
0: Yeah. I mean, certainly something like Savage Worlds, um, the fast, furious fun bit seemed to relate more to how you were going up in level rather than anything (laughs) else. Yeah, I've, I've really? Got, I've got to get another ability. That's yeah,
2: I've, I've, I've got a character. Um, yeah, we, I just, didn't, didn't I've done. never played it with you guys, but I've been playing it for a while. I've got a character in, in a game somebody else is running who has run out of charisma ability, enhancing abilities to buy. He has all the <laughs> charisma. Yeah, this, is, this is the sort of <laughs> trouble that uh, it, 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 I found with noble, I, which the GM won't I allow. burnt
0: out. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I play it again because it it's been a while now. But I did burn out. We were playing it for everything because it was fun. Yeah, yeah. It, it can right, be a I bit think Monty Hall. Dragon Warriors, then um, put aside for now. But we'd all be happy to
2: see it return in the future. Yeah,
0: yes, definitely.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd certainly give it another go. Cool. Yeah.
0: Right, thank you, then. Uh, i am long overdue another cup of tea, so I will say goodnight. <laughs> Excellent. Enjoy. Thank you. All.
3: Enjoy your tea. See you all next week. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.